Blau und weiß sein Leben lang. Herzlich willkommen zurück auf Shark America. Welcome to episode 179 of Shark America. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Carmen. I can't even say my own name. This podcast is going to be a great, great podcast. Well, let me welcome you to my co-host, the more uh, eloquent Jack Mangan. How are we doing, Jack? Was that Carmen with an N in the middle there? Was that Carmen? Carmen, just like the player. Oh, Carmen. Okay, there you go. Yeah, Keenan Carmen. <laughs> um, I'm doing all right, sir. Uh, Better than you were this weekend, from what Apparently. I from what I heard. Yeah, uh, still have winter bugs going around at this time of year. Unfortunately, spring seems like it's just around the corner, but we still are uh, susceptible to some uh, some viral nastiness these days. But uh, I'll tell you what also is viral: uh, lack of goals apparently in the Schalke squad because uh, set a Bundesliga record, didn't we, Richard? Tell we the folks did. about it. We did. Uh, we set a Bundesliga record first time in Bundesliga history that a club has had four zero zero games back to back to back to back. Um, yeah, it's okay. Let me ask you this you take that as a positive or a negative record? Because we had the other record we almost got uh, a couple years ago where we almost equaled Tasmania Berlin. So, I mean, that was obviously a bad one. What are your thoughts on this record? Do I take it as a positive or negative? Yes, <laughs> which is what we said. Well, last, said. well said, which is what yeah. we said last week. I mean, look, there's been periods of time this season where we've been hemorrhaging goals most of the season. Um, I, I think we're going to be a broken record on tonight's podcast. Uh, at least certainly I am in, in the sense that like, you know, we, we've had vast stretches of time where we, we have not looked competitive at a Bundesliga level this season. Um, you know, ever since we made this change, brought Jansen in and Fairman into the lineup, suddenly we, we've settled down significantly. Rice seems to have gotten yep. us organized and we've been a very good defensive team, like one of the better defensive teams in the Bundesliga over yeah. the past four games. The problem is the offense hasn't been able to to replicate that success we've had in the other end of the pitch. And uh, we're simultaneously one of the worst offensive teams in the Bundesliga. And, um, you know, I think if we were potentially kind of like a struggling mid-table side or something like that, um, I would be more excited about the draws. But as we've repeatedly said, like, if we're going to advance out of this position, we have to win games at some point. And we can't score at all right now. Uh, and we have to get some goals going if we're going to win games. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm pleased with some of the improvements I'm seeing, but I am significantly concerned about you know the lack of change on the offensive end yeah as uh joseph says it's a neutral record okay it's, it's better than a negative record it's kind of what you said right and what kind of we've been saying is that uh yeah i mean it's it's good in the sense that yeah we're, we're defensively we're we found our, our rhythm we're limiting these good teams i mean top half table teams bundesliga title contender teams to barely any chances in a game but on the flip side we're not creating anything as well um uh and anyway so uh i want to get into real quick before we get into the game um if, if those of you who haven't visited the shockamerica.com's website please do but uh i, I want to look at uh rice's comments before the match uh he basically said like look we got to go there we got to go to berlin and win we have to go and win this game um we need three points ties are nice and all but um we have to go out and try to get some points but we're also not going to compromise defensive structure uh and what we saw in the game really was that that part was true they they took their chances more so late but they kept their defensive compactability and did not allow that many opportunities 
uh, going the other way. And I think that is important, especially with a team that's struggling like this. You can't give up goals because we can't seem to score goals. So might as well keep it zero zero if you know if we can't score goals ourselves. Yeah, no, I I. I agree. I think I think we obviously needed more from that game um, if we could have gotten it. But um, I, I respect, you know, trying to keep things tight and compact and, and not leave yourself too vulnerable. Um, and that's how that's how it played out. Didn't create a lot. Didn't uh, didn't allow them to create a lot either. Uh, I think I think both teams had probably like less than one on the XG. Um, and yeah, you know, I struggled to, to think of more than one or two chances from either side that are even you know kind of worth noting. Yeah. 0.9 for Union and uh, 0.37 for Schalke. So, uh, yeah, the, the opportunities weren't that much. It was actually fairly even in terms of overall statistics. Um, I think the optics would tell you that this is probably the first game of this four that I felt we weren't the best. Um, I thought Union certainly dictated the pace for the majority of this game. Um, but, you know, going back to Rice's comments, I think you got to take this, you know, result as a positive as well because, you know, before the game, our, arguably our best player the second half of the season – Kazuki goes down with an ankle injury. He's been really our only spark plug. Salazar's been struggling, it seems, yeah. in the last couple starts that he's had. Um, and then Oren picked up an injury during the game. So, I mean, considering it's not a bad result, second place team in the league, right? The top, you know, they're what tied with for first place in the Buddhist league at the moment. So, uh, overall, I mean, it's okay scoreline, I guess. But 0 um, 0 game, right? Looking at the lineup in this one, not much change outside of obviously Drexler for Kazuki with the, with the aforementioned injury. Um, Straight up lineup for you. I mean, no, no issues really. I mean, Fry seems to be the guy we seem to be favoring at the moment uh, over Toroda, uh, just because of his mobility and some of the things he can do. He can do that seems to be better at Toroda at the moment. Um, yeah, thoughts on lineup. Yeah, I mean, no issues with it. Um, you know, very similar core cast that we've seen recently. Nice to have, obviously, Salazar at the number ten. Um, and you know, I, whether or not you want Drexler to be starting, I think is a conversation, but I, I'm never usually upset to see him at least because he's, you know, yeah. once again, does, does decent things. Um, th- I mean, this game in general, though, was just was just tough. We, as a team, I don't think did much in possession that was worth noting. Um, Fry, I do I do feel like I, I've liked what I've seen out of him recently more than Toronto. Mm-hmm. So it, that's another difficult question, too, is like when you watch him play, you're not like super frustrated with him for the most part, but he's suffering from the same issue that, seems to be plaguing the rest of the squad, which is once we get into the final third, like people can't take clean touches. They can't make the correct decisions um, and everything yep. just kind of gets squandered ultimately. So I, I don't know what the solution is, but uh, yeah, you know, a, a reasonable squad. I don't think there's really any surprises here. Um, the other thing is just, you know, we haven't seen Belante again now two games in a row after he came in initially right off the yep. bat, which I think is just interesting. Yeah, um, you would start him so soon and then not see him again. Um, but uh, yeah, you look at that bench and you're like, okay, are we on? Iden, there's not a whole lot on that you're excited about, you know, what no, I mean? like as, I know. in terms of potential. So it's yeah, it's a tough situation right now. Um, and as we talked about last week, I'm, you're wondering if if they're going to try to um, bring in additional resources from from the youth ranks at some point on the offensive end to try to like, as they did with Kazuki, try to like you know fire somebody else in there and see if something catches, you know. Yeah, no, I agree about that. Uh, Looking at Sofa score and that, you know, look at the average player positions, which is interesting. You know, look at Union. Uh, you know, they try to play a wide game, but I think due to Shaka, Shaka played very compact. I mean, look at Oren, he was way out, way out left, but I mean, for the most part, we were fairly compact, not letting things, you know, get penetrated through, through the middle, uh, which is, a, I see in the last couple of years, maybe three, four years, historically, the direct play has been very, you know, um, opened us up a lot, I think. And I think 
with Rice going very compact, it's minimized all those uh, direct uh, opportunities, and and Union kind of struggled to break that. And to themselves, they're 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 fairly compact as well because they kind of we kind of clogged them into this this uh, zone. And I think Urs Fischer said it best, where it's like both teams kind of neutralize each other. That's pretty much what it was. And maybe a little bit of the Ajax, you know, they played Ajax midweek, uh, who they also drew zero zero. Uh, had a little bit to do with it. So some of their 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 strong guys, you know, like uh, Geraldo Becker and, and Pifak, uh, they were starting on the bench as well as uh, Thorsby. But uh, for the most part, you know, it's a lot of rotation of the guys and they seem a little tired as well. And you mentioned this last week too about maybe teams are not necessarily respecting us. They see us at the bottom of the table like, oh, it's easy win. We're not going to focus as hard. And all of a sudden they got a, they got a, a mouthful, of, you know, of Schalke and they're facing a dentist chair type kind of game. Um. I uh, yeah, I was not impressed with with uh, with Barons and, and Mikel from the start. I don't really think. I mean, it was interesting too because when they were playing was more. I mean, obviously in the first half when I thought that Union was stronger in the game overall, I felt like in the second half, at least for the first, I don't know, twenty five minutes of it or so, um, I thought Schalke came out of the gates pretty well and was had had the better run of play. Um, but then ultimately, when they brought on Sheraldo Becker and then Jordan as well. Um, that's when things got a little bit more dangerous at the end of the match. Again, I think Becker, uh, Becker using his pace was able to, um, get into the wide areas to receive the ball and then whip yeah. crosses in for Peapot making those runs to like near post and everything. And, um, a couple of close calls on some of those crosses were, you know, required some pretty tight and physical defending on Peapot to try to, you know, stop him from having tap-ins or, you know, very close opportunities, uh, with Fairman. Um, so yeah, definitely kind of avoided a couple of close issues at the end, but, um in general looking okay yeah and i i one you know we talk about raul hasn't really been uh threatened much in the last previous three games well in this game he certainly had one opportunity for sure he made a world-class save uh we see it on the screen where he made i forget who had the shot i don't remember anymore but i mean great save by him because it looked like it was going on a crossbar and in uh and that was a big play he doesn't get called on often in the last four games but he came out huge in that play there because had they scored i think it would have been lights out we wouldn't have been able to score a goal there uh but good game for him overall i mean yeah, I think you're, I mean you're right. Like we started slow, they kind of took over the play of the game, and I thought at the end we started like putting some pressure in. I thought we were gonna get a late goal, like a a, a gut punch for them, but uh, didn't end up happening uh, with Tarota and and Bulter and I forget who came up for Bulter um, at the end, but uh, yeah, it was a okay performance, zero zero. I think you and I probably would have gladly taken this zero zero scoreline prior to the game, right? Uh, or this tie against you know number two team in the league uh prior to the game just because considering how much they beat us in the first game what six one in the first encounter uh but looking at the game it's in all four of these games it's points that we lost because you look at the table and there's six points yeah. separating the top bottom four yeah, exactly i think in any one of those games you would have taken the zero zero draw but you don't want to take zero zero draws for all of the games which is the remainder <laughs> done now yeah i mean like we have we have to find a way to get a dub at some point we can't just pick up these one point you know it's not it's not helping us climb the table because no. You know, Buckham, for example, will get blown out three games in a row, and then they'll win a game. And they'll win a game, yeah, five. And then, like, and Wait. so if we, even if we're drawing those three games, like, then we're just back level with what you know where they are. They can they can jump and make more progress, obviously. You know, without yeah. as many quality performances. Um, so yeah, we just for me, it's we just gotta we gotta try to keep as much of this defensive level as possible, which we've been doing consistently. Um, you know, this was another big test that we that we passed ultimately. Yoshida and Jens have been fantastic together. Bruner, I think, is better at this point in the season than he has been earlier in yeah. the year. I mean, he's yeah. putting in solid performances. Erin and, and Oweyan are, are fine, you know, for the most part. Like, I don't think there's issues. And then, you know, Crawl and Krauser, 
doing well. Uh, Kraus having a pretty good impact going forward as well, um, which yeah. is surprising. I thought Kraus when when the, when they started partnering because Kraus like liked to maraud a little bit. I felt like since he's been partnering with Crawl, Crawl's had the bigger impact on the offensive end. I don't know how about you, how you feel about that, but um, yeah, no, I, I felt that too because I thought with the two together for sure, Crawl's gonna be the one pushing up as we've seen, you know, early in the season, and Crawl will be the one staying back. But no, it's been a very much like a David Luis type effect, and and I know they have the similar hair and everything, but when he plays defensive midfielder, when he did. Uh, he would do the same thing where he would come up and run, and run up the pit and try to score goals. And you see Crawl getting an impact in there and, and Kraus really staying back, which is fine. I mean, he's good on, he's smooth on the ball, can filter the ball away, kind of like um, uh, Weltmeister uh, Maximilian, Maximilian Meyer <laughs> uh, used to do for us, right? Really quietly uh, and do his job. And so, um, yeah, it's, that's been very uh, surprising to me, I think, to see how much impact Crawl has had on the offensive side. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you another thing that really surprised me, honestly, is, is Salazar's lack of involvement i think the last two games um he's struggled i think uh and especially in this game i remember it wasn't until like 35th minute or something when they finally mentioned his name i was like i forgot he was on the pitch because he was quiet and it's i'm always wondering if he's better as a super sub at this point i mean i mean granted it was it was union berlin but they didn't do anything that i thought was too crazy i think we're just getting in our own ways i don't mean i don't what are your thoughts on on salazar and his uh, lack of impact at the moment um, I mean, I would say that he still he still had a couple key passes in this game, so he was contributing in terms of you know coming up in key moments and in playing a nice you know a, a, an important ball. But like, I, I know what you mean, um, and I do think sometimes when he comes in off the bench and is the fresh legs, there's more of a contrast drawn, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and he can impact things that way. Especially because we talk about how good he is on the dribble, which requires a lot of that that pace and everything. Um, so yeah, maybe his overall you know, ball progression isn't as strong when he's playing 90 minutes or as electric. But um, in general, I mean, I don't think that's going to stop you from from starting him from the moment. Because the other question is, like, who else are you playing? Are you, what, you're bringing Skarka back in on the left and then playing Bolter at Cam? Yeah. Like, you can. I mean, it's fine. I just I, – I think Salazar, as we've said repeatedly, he just has – even if he has one or two bad games here and there, like, he has an X factor that few other yeah. players in the squad have. And um, particularly when you talk about a team, as we've been talking about all, all podcasts so far, that is in desperate need of goals. Anybody that's capable of, of scoring them has to be in consideration as much as possible. And he's the kind of guy that can, you know, pull something out of a hat yeah. uh, and make something happen. So he is, uh, he's one of the, few, I think he's the hardest shot on the team. And I think he's the only one who's like willing to take those, those long distance shots, um, maybe crawl as well. But uh, yeah, Salazar, we need, we certainly need him to like kind of step up and, 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 take charge honestly and so um we'll see i mean again it's a good draw ultimately it's a good draw against union berlin a difficult team to play here but now looking coming down the stretch we got you know a relegation six pointer up ahead with, with stuttgart and Bochum, two games we have to win i mean we have to win i mean in theory we could zero zero our way out to the rest of the season and possibly survive but i'm not going to rest my laurels on this we have to win against stuttgart we have to win against yeah, Bochum and i Arthur. mean obviously you know any combination of scenarios and timelines can play out but but i do agree that when you look at where we are at the moment it feels like the outcome of this campaign is probably going to be decided in the next two weeks where i mean that is to say if we have you know two two draws or two losses something along those lines where we're not picking up any sort of significant points all against teams that we need to take points off of as much as possible. Once again, when you have the relegation six pointers, it's like that double impact that you don't get in other games. You feel like if we don't get it done these next couple of weeks, it probably isn't going to happen because it's going to require us to go on some sort of other run against other opponents later in the season. You know what I mean? It's, we still have Dortmund coming up, right? Yeah. 
Augsburg, Bayern, still right? Yeah, we. I mean, Bayern. so there's Leipzig. No, we, we, we're done with Leipzig, right? Yeah. Uh, no, the last no, game of season. Last game of season. Uh, okay, yeah. So then we have Leipzig as well. So yeah, uh, the last three <laughs> games is a gauntlet. The last three games we got Bayern, Eintracht, and Leipzig. I mean, poof. yeah. I mean, we can talk about like, oh wow, we did really well against like Wolfsburg and Gladbach and 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 Union Berlin. But like, yeah, there's a stretch at the end of the season that's going to be a little bit tougher than that. So, um, yeah. this is really the opportunity that we have at the moment to, to try to make something happen, and we need to take advantage of it. And ultimately, it's to beat the teams that are right next to you, right? We have obviously you got like. It seems like it lines up as relegation six pointers back to back to back. It seems like because you got Stuttgart and Bochum, right? Then you got the Dortmund River Derby. Uh, Augsburg's kind of hanging around the middle as well as Leverkusen. Then you got Hoffenheim and Hertha. You got to beat win both those games, right? Freiburg's gonna be difficult. They're at the top of the table. Werder, why not? And Mainz, you got to beat Mainz. Um, but I mean, those those four four or five teams, you have to beat them if you want any chance of saving saving yourself. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of these opportunity zones in the calendar, and we have to we have to take advantage of them. Um, you know, we've we've done well to study the ship to significantly improve our performances and competitiveness overall. Um, and now the next thing that's just lacking is the results, and um, these are prime opportunities and important ones because of where these teams are on the table alongside us. I'll tell you what's not lacking is the uh, support on, by the road team. I mean, look at that. Look, look at the shot. Look at that crowd. I mean, that was a beautiful shot. But that's a great shot. It looked like it was framed that way. But uh, the crowd was really uh, amazing uh, in this one. Uh, obviously, the team obviously supported that. And uh, interesting comments by Ralph Fairman after the game. Uh, it says we put a really we really put a heavy focus on uh, strong performance yesterday. Not many teams have come to Kopenick, which is in in Berlin, and, and got something from them. Uh, and over the last few months, we did it. However, a point is isn't enough. We need to win games. So I mean, yeah, he's right, and this is what kind of Rice has been saying. Everyone's yeah. been saying this. Um, and the next two games are must wins, and uh, we get to visit an old friend of ours, uh, Stuttgart Americana. Um, they are they're just as much. I mean, we we talked about how these last four games that maybe these teams necessarily didn't respect us or weren't really up to up to the game. I guarantee Stuttgart will be. I guarantee as will um, uh, Bochum, right? We're all in the same spot. We're all facing relegation potentially. Uh, and they're going to be up for it. And so Schalke, we're going to need goals. I I can't. We need goals. <laughs> it's plain and simple. I don't care who scores them. I don't care if Fairman scores it. Uh, we got to find ways to get goals uh, yeah. for us. So it's going to be it's going to be difficult. I mean. Yeah, but, no, but I agree. The, the word's out at this point. Um, I, I think I don't think we're catching teams by surprise anymore. I think anybody that plays with us the rest of the season is going to say like, "Hey, like Thomas Rice has some cooking here." To some extent, once yeah. again, just in terms of like, you cannot roll us over. You have to actually yeah. come and be prepared to have a game plan. Um, so I think they'll be prepared. And as you said, these next couple teams, of course, they are because they understand how e- extra important these fixtures are against you know relegation um, opponents. So, uh, yeah, uh, the, the yeah the question is just like, what do we do? Going forward, Kazuki will be back in the lineup, which will certainly help. I'm assuming his his ankle injury is not a long term thing, right? Do I you, hope not. Do we know well, if there's no. He said it's one of these things. Uh, Rice said uh, he's one of these things that you kind of let, let nature take its course, let him rest and re- rehabilitate, and hopefully he'll be start walking fine soon. So we'll we'll get an update. I'm sure here in the next couple of days. Uh, the the pre match conference is probably what in, at least a few days away still. So we'll get an update then. But I hope it's nothing. I hope it's something minor. They kept him out. Of yeah, I hadn't seen anything suggesting he was going to be out long term. So hopefully no, he's back no, soon. Um, if he is, that's obviously going to help. Um, yeah, just you know, Fry better than Toronto, but hasn't really still hasn't scored much. So it's it's kind of hard to really draw a distinction. And you you, you look around in the squad and you just don't really see a clear clear place where goals are going to be coming from. Yeah. It's got to be Salazar, right? You know what I mean? And as you said earlier, he hasn't been looking great the last couple of games. So, yeah, exactly. You got to scrap for those one nothing games, as uh, Anthony says. Um, 
It's interesting because it's funny. A funny stat I heard during the game, and I don't remember if it was uh, Yulia Simic or, or the, the guy who was the main commentator in the game, but they said that uh, Shaka's leading goal scorers are uh, co-leaders, co I should say, Boulter and Terota, three goals apiece. They combined for, what, like 33% of the goals so far this season for Shaka. Shaka's will score 14 goals. It's like, uh, it's nice to see that your two two best players, or arguably two best you know strikers, are joint leading scorers on the team. They scored the majority of the goals, but when you only score 14 goals, it's like, okay, that's... A, a kick in the kick in the stomach that hey we haven't scored anything this year and it's it's well we gotta change that. Um what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something. I don't remember what I was gonna say. Probably not important. Uh oh this this is me in an in, in ideal world and this is ideal world because we're not living in that fantasy at the moment. But you know we handle our business for the next you know I don't know six to eight weeks and then the last three games against Bayern Eintracht and Leipzig won't even matter. We're we're comfortably out of the relegations conversation but of course, we don't live in that conversation, right? We remember last year. Last year, we, we fought tooth and nail to the very end to you know see, uh, seal our promotion. We're probably gonna be in the same situation this year. We'll probably need a miracle over Bayern or something. We'll see. But uh, Stuttgart, thoughts, expectations for Stuttgart coming up? Their their form in the second half of the season has been all over the place. I think yeah. if you look at their last seven games, like I think they've won two or three, lost two or three, drawn two. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like you don't really know what you're going to get with them. They're coming off, what, a win against, I think, Cologne, uh, where they were at least firing and finding the back of the net, something we haven't been able to do. Um, I am. I would like to think that we can slow them down in the way that we have done uh, against other opponents uh, recently, but uh, we'll see. Uh, they they definitely, I think, are, are slightly more high scoring than we are, which isn't to say they're, they're doing well, but you know, um, obviously when we're sitting at like what, you know, 14 goals, whatever it is, uh, they're, they're capable of doing a little bit more on the offensive end. So, um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic that as they said in the chat just now with Anthony, like maybe we'll one, no win, um, you know, at least, uh, or maybe a two, one, if we can somehow find a way to score two goals out of nowhere, but you know, keep it low scoring and then try to try to hit them. Too bad the Pokal isn't uh, the following Wednesday, right? Against them, so be, uh, that really doesn't play for. They're still in the Pokal. Uh, they play Nuremberg. Uh, but look, yeah, some of the results you talked about recently, obviously beating Cone 3 nothing. Lost to Freiburg 2-1. to one. Freiburg's, you know, three points off the top of the table. Uh, lost to Werder 2-0. Um, lost to so they've, they've been keeping it tight. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, these are not these are not blowout losses You no. know when, when they are when they are dropping. Uh, managed to get something out of the game with Offenheim despite having the red card. I don't know when the red card took place. I don't know, like, you know, what how long they were playing with that but um late in the game yeah but anyway anyway yeah so yeah it's a game we're gonna have to obviously we know that they have danger men on their team they're just because they're mid-table or towards the bottom fighting relegation they're not don't have you know dangerous players and as someone mentioned in the chat i think sanjar mentioned you know their left flank is pretty pretty dangerous and it seems like controlling the flank play is big for us because it seems like when balls are in the middle as of late that's not been the case but when the ball comes in the middle we tend to struggle with those plays and set piece opportunities. We struggle as well. So c containing that, I think is going to be huge for us. Um, and, and there's no plan. And in point simple is we got to score. We can't, we can't give up anything defensively, but we have to find ways to go to goals and whoever, I don't care where it comes from. like we said. So yeah, let's see what happens. Um, game is on what the game is on Saturday. I think it is. I don't recall now. Lost off the top of my head. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. But um, anything else uh, you want to talk? Oh, you know, our friends at Stuttgart Americana, they did uh, have a question for us for tonight. Uh, it's an interesting question. It's a little bit of uh, a fun a fun type question here. Uh, and so their question was, uh, well, first they're like, who's going to win this game on, on Saturday and why is it going to be them? And then he said, like, seriously, uh, who is the most memorable shared player coach between the two teams? Taroda, Hoop Stevens, Darko, 
Kaminsky, Kabak, Iogo, or Karani? Your thoughts. I'm confused by the question. Wait. So all these players or coaches were for both Stuttgart and Schalke at some point in their careers. Gotcha. So which of these players that we've shared amongst each other Sorry. is the best? Sorry, I was, I was reading that the wrong way, and I was I was very confused <laughs> what the question was asking. Um, most memorable. Um, see, like Karani goes back to like the origins of, of my time as a Schalke fan. So like that, that's kind of like when he was at Schalke, that's when I first started following the team, and that's kind of the inception of my fandom. So I have a soft spot in my heart um, probably for that answer. Uh, what would you say? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, Darko's recent memory, right? Uh, and as is Kabak, and he didn't really work out for us. Algo's a decent, okay player. Kaminsky worked for us last year. This year's kind of been disappeared, which is another mystery in itself. Uh, and Hub, obviously, Hub and Toroto, you know, there's Toroto, what he did last year, then Hub, obviously. But I'm with you, man. I think Karani, man, Karani is what really got me into it. And Sanjar said the same thing. I mean, Karani is what got me to Schalke. Uh, same thing with you, and, and just. What he did, I mean, he's, a, he's such a big game player. Great, you know, was it's great what Toronto did for us last year and got us promotion. No, no disrespect to him and Hoob as well. But Karani, what he did against Dortmund in some of those years, man, it was this uh, just killed him off a lot of times. And I, Karani was such a fantastic player. I mean, I enjoyed him. I got my that's the first jersey I ever got was a Kevin Karani jersey, and so. Obviously, it's Kevin Karani for me, so I think we're pretty unanimous. And when that. you get the when you get the flow going, you let your hair down. Oh, a little yeah, bit and you have the beard yeah. too. You, you get a little Karani esque a little bit <laughs> as well. That's the only reason I grow it out, man. No, I'm there you go. <laughs> uh, so thank you, Stuttgart Americana. Last time we'll say thank you for the next week or so. But uh, yeah, anything else? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Kev- Kevin Karani, second best striker in Shaka history after Ahmed Katushio, of course. So that's right. Um, yeah, free Katushio. <laughs> Uh, anything else you want to talk about tonight? Keep it short tonight because you know we we went yeah, pretty tough last week. Keep yeah. it short. We'll give them a break from us. Uh, shout out to everyone who's uh, joined our Discord uh, Discord server, Shalka English uh, site that we can all talk Shalka in one location. Uh, if you want to know the location, we'll see, send another tweet out of the of the of the link there, the invite, uh, so you can join as well. But you know, it's a great place for us to talk about during the game, in between games, whatever. Uh, share pics, videos, and all that stuff. Just talk Shalka. So. Uh, definitely join that and go to shockamerica.com as well. Uh, Jack, where can our followers find you on social media? At JM Mangan, J M M A N G A N on Twitter. Very good. You can find me at R underscore K H A R M A N pretty much anywhere. Uh, follow Shock America on all the social medias. Again, we'll go to the website. If you haven't done so yet on the YouTube page, make sure you subscribe and like, and leave comments. That would be much appreciated. Uh, and then join the Discord server chat thank you again for coming out tonight love the conversation love the comments uh keep bringing it up uh and uh yeah hopefully we stay me hopefully i stay healthy so i can maybe get involved in some of these uh live streams on the weekend but we'll see we'll see jack uh for jack i'm richard uh and uh to the game this weekend luke howe